0: In July 2021, the UK government introduced the Nationality and Borders Bill. It contains provisions about nationality, asylum, and immigration. The government has stated that the reforms in the bill are about saving lives and breaking the economic model of people smugglers. Human rights defenders, in contrast, have called the bill inhumane and described it as a cruel legislation that will undoubtedly cause harm. On April 28, 2022, the bill became an act of law. Today, we speak about the Nationality and Borders Act with Dr. Emily Macdonald, the UK Advocacy and Communications Coordinator at the Human Rights Watch. Thank you, Emily, for agreeing to speak with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Gary. So can you start us off by briefly describing
1: what the Act does? This is arguably the most draconian immigration act that we have seen in the UK's history. It is a cruel, inhumane act that is also very unlikely to have its desired effect and numerous provisions are inconsistent with the UK's international legal obligations. So the Nationality and Borders Act works to dismantle core tenants of the international refugee protection regime in the UK reneging on fundamental principles underpinning the 1951 Refugee Convention, non-discrimination, non-penalisation and non-reformal. So the Act creates essentially a two-tiered asylum system, discriminating against refugees based on their mode of arrival, affording them lesser rights if they came by boat or by lorry. It also empowers the UK to send asylum seekers to a safe third country as well as pushback boats at sea in what are highly dangerous maneuvers. And so this would be in the English Channel. And for those who do manage to arrive, asylum seekers face criminalization for exercising their right to seek asylum with a penalty of up to four years imprisonment for irregular arrival or entry. And these are just some of the very, you know, awful provisions that are in this act.
0: Thank you, Emily. That's a really helpful starting point. So can you now maybe narrow in a little bit on the new powers in the Act, which relate to the offshoring of refugees and asylum seekers?
1: Certainly, so the Act empowers the UK to remove asylum seekers from the UK to a safe third country while their asylum claim is pending. This is a country that the Home Secretary designates as safe based on provisions that are set out in the Act. But it's important to note that the person does not have to have any prior connection to that safe country. So they don't need to have travelled through there or be related to it in any way. So they may never have even been there. So the Act empowers the UK to engage in extraterritorial or offshore processing or offshore detention. But it doesn't specify what kind of removal, what this would look like. So recently, um, the UK government signed an agreement with Rwanda to expel asylum seekers arriving irregularly to the UK, to Rwanda. And this is a one-way ticket. So asylum seekers who are expelled from the UK to Rwanda will have their asylum claim processed by Rwanda. And if they're recognised as refugees, they will be granted refugee status in Rwanda, never to come back to the UK and Rwanda will otherwise handle their case if they're rejected.
0: That sounds really horrible and shocking. Can you tell us now how all of this, what you just described, that the Act as a whole affects the rights of refugees and asylum seekers? Essentially, the Act criminalises,
1: penalises and discriminates against people for seeking asylum through irregular routes and this is despite refugee status being grounded solely on the threat of persecution or serious harm and importantly international standards recognize that asylum seekers are often compelled to take these irregular routes to seek protection they may not be able to get a visa they may not have a passport so they're compelled to take these irregular routes and this is and the uk is responding by criminalizing and penalizing them so it raises issues with a whole host of fundamental protections for asylum seekers and refugees. In terms of the obligation not to send someone to a place where they would be at risk of persecution or serious harms, or at risk of being sent from there to a place where there is a risk of such violations. Parts of the Act are also inconsistent with the duty to rescue persons in distress at sea rather than push them back and the rights of individuals to leave any country and to seek and enjoy asylum in the UK. On pushbacks, they also greatly heighten the risk of other human rights violations, including the rights to life, liberty, and security of the person, the right not to be subjected to torture or to cruel inhuman or degrading treatment, because pushbacks are highly dangerous maneuvers that increase the risk of harm to asylum seekers. And on offshoring, we know that Australia's offshore detention sites on Nauru and Manus Island in Papua New Guinea caused immense human suffering, leading to violations of the right to life, not to be subjected to torture or cruel, inhumane and degrading treatment, or are arbitrarily detained, with detainees having experienced severe abuse, inhuman treatment and neglect. So in some the Act affects a number of rights of asylum seekers and refugees and
0: undermines
1: their right to seek asylum in the UK.
0: How does the Act then undermine international law? So as just mentioned,
1: um, the Act undermines access to asylum in the UK and we have the UK reneging on its international law commitments. At a time when it should be showing greater responsibility sharing of refugees and solidarity in the protection of refugee rights, you know, we've had the crisis and the ongoing crisis in Afghanistan, Ukraine, the UK is instead shirking its responsibilities under the Refugee Convention to people seeking asylum. Through externalisation measures such as offshoring and pushbacks, it is abdicating its responsibilities under international law which is against the spirit of the Refugee Convention and undermines the international refugee protection regime on a whole when everyone needs to be sharing responsibility. The UK should be ensuring access to fair and efficient asylum procedures, including at its borders and also its juxtaposed borders in France and providing more options for people to travel safely to the UK. And just to, just to, a final point on this is that punitive and inhumane measures, many of which are in this act, will not stop people fleeing and seeking protection in the UK or other countries. The UK and other countries need to provide individuals with safe routes to reach their territory, and this is the only way that we will, we will reduce people being compelled to take these very dangerous, irregular journeys.
0: Thank you, Emily. This is a really concerning measure and thank you for your work on this and for speaking with us today. Thank you so much, Gary. It was a pleasure.